Let's have a word of prayer as we uh, look at God's Word. Heavenly Father, we thank you just for the joy and excitement to be able to be here and celebrate and just worship you just with a group of believers, and, and we just pray that we can be obedient. We pray that uh, our hearts can just come close to you and we can just um, praise you with our whole being. And we just pray that your word speaks to us today. We pray for those who are not feeling well. We just ask that your healing hand be upon them. And for some of the ones that are traveling, we just ask for traveling mercies for them and wherever they might be going, that their trip goes well. But right now, we just quiet our hearts before you and we just give you this time. And this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, if you think about it, you get up, you eat breakfast, you head to work, you work all day, you return home, you eat some supper, you probably watch a little bit of TV, then you go to bed. Then Tuesday comes. You get up, eat breakfast, head to work, work all day, come home, eat some supper, watch a little TV, and go to bed. Did I get it covered? Everybody pretty much in that boat? You might have a few more steps than that. You might have a few less steps than that. I don't know. But it's no wonder that people sometimes ask the question, is this all there is to life? And it's not just unbelievers who ask that question. There are many who know Christ as their Savior, and many times we're asking that exact same question. And God tells us in John 10.10, I have come that they might have life, and that they might have it more abundantly. So God says that there's more. And if we don't see it, if we're not living the abundant life that God wants us to, then we must be missing out on something. God says there's more. So over the next few weeks, we're going to try to find some of those missing elements in our lives that might change our life from becoming routine people into people that are living this abundant life. Now, how many of you like routine? See, see we must like it here because if you think about it, our order of service hardly ever changes. We sit in the office and say, let's do something different this week. And then we get down to, well, let's just, let's just go back this way. It's going to be too hard to get the concept around. And I'd probably forget and do something, you know. But if you have your Bibles and you turn in that passage out of Matthew chapter 4, and uh, I see my one slide's already wrong, but it's uh, verses 17 through 25. Not 1 through 25. You'd be sitting here a long time if I read all those verses. But I just want to start with verse 17 of chapter 4 of Matthew. And I'm going to read it out of the New King James Version. And starting with verse 17, it says, From that time, Jesus began to preach and to say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And Jesus, walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw two brothers. Simon called Peter and Andrew his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. Then he said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. They immediately left their nets and followed him. Going on from there, he saw two brothers, James the son of Zebedee and his, 
and John his brother in the boat with Zebedee their father, mending their nets, and he called them. And immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the kingdom, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease among the people. Then his fame went throughout all Syria, and they brought to him all sick people who were afflicted with various diseases and torments, and those who were demon-possessed, epileptics and paralytics, and he healed them. Great multitudes followed him from Galilee and from Decapolis, Jerusalem, Judea, and beyond the Jordan. Take a breath. A little background information. In our passage today, we've got Peter and Andrew and James and John doing what they routinely did every day. They were fishermen. So they probably had this routine. You would expect when Jesus comes and sees them that Andrew and Peter are casting their nets into the water, doing what fishermen are supposed to do. You would expect fishermen like James and John in their, probably mending their nets in case something happens to get ready for the next day. Whatever it was, they had this routine that they went through. And what happens this day that I don't expect these four men were expecting, they were not expecting to leave their routine and go and follow Jesus. Now if you read this, it says immediately they followed Jesus and I want to know why. Because if I can find out why they immediately left their routine, maybe I'll discover part of the missing ingredients that can make my life more abundant and what Jesus tells us about. So the first point that I want to bring out this morning is life calls us to a routine. God, however, calls us to a calling. Look at verse 19. He says, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. And then in verse 25, we see that he called them. And as Jesus calls these first apostles and asking them to follow him, he's been calling us the same way today. He calls us to move out of our routine and go into his calling. Now think one more time for me for just a second. Think about Sunday morning. Think about your Sunday morning routine that you had today. Did you do the same thing this Sunday morning that you did last Sunday morning? I mean, think about it. You probably got up about the same time that you always get up on Sunday morning. Wasn't the time change this week. Last week, Crowley threw you in a dither. You probably drank the same number of cups of coffee that you usually drink. You probably decided what to wear. Are you with me so far? How many of you get your stuff ready on Saturday night? See, my wife went to Oregon, and so it's all laid out. <laughs> this is this Sunday. This is next Sunday. 
And then during the week, if you choose, make sure you wear a coat so nobody sees what you're wearing. <laughs> I've got it covered. So you got your morning coffee, you got what you're going to wear to church, and then you looked at the clock or you looked at your cell phone because you probably left for church at the same time you always leave on Sunday mornings. Am I doing all right so far? Pretty much routine? Then you got into your car or your truck or whatever vehicle you have at the same time you always do on Sunday mornings. You probably drove to church with the same route that you always drive to church. Now here's where it gets a little messy. You probably looked for the same parking spot. And this is throwing everybody in a dither with this building project. But you had to look for that same parking spot that worked for you last week. If you came for Sunday school, you probably sat in the exact same chair that you always sit in Sunday school. We still on target? You came into the sanctuary. Some have not sat in the same spot today. Dana's over near, near the back. She's always right up here. But for the most part, you probably sat in the same spot in the sanctuary because you see, we're people of routine. I know that tomorrow morning, there will be some of the men that will drive up to Kersey Cafe knowing that Kersey Cafe starts at 6, but we will all be there at 10 till thinking maybe somehow it will open before 6, knowing full well that it won't open until 10 after 6. <laughs> we will go into the cafe. We will go to the exact same table that we always go to. And we will look and go, oop, we don't want to sit there. That's where Ed sits. We don't want to sit. Okay, got it. This is my spot. Now, how do I know that? We're people of routine. Now, God forbid that something interrupts our routine. You might not finish your morning routine till 9 a.m., and then all of a sudden, the doctor has called and says they want you to come in at 8.30. Oh. How am I supposed to do that? I'll have to break my routine. A calling, on the other hand, a calling is an invitation by Jesus to break our routine and to join Him in accepting His salvation and join Him in His work. Jesus calls these four apostles to break the routine of fishing and to follow Him. He doesn't just call pastors and preachers and all of that. He calls every one of us. I'll give you a couple of scriptures to prove that. Ephesians 4.1 it says, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling for which you were called. 2 Thessalonians, therefore we also pray always for you that our God would count you worthy of this calling. So if you woke up tomorrow morning at 4.30 a.m. 
And God called you to wake up and to pray for somebody right then and there. Would you get up or would you roll back to sleep and say, I'll do it in the morning when I wake up? Are you going to heed the calling? Or are you going to stick with the routine? Maybe you got in your car to go to church today. And for some reason, it's like God's telling you to go a different way. And you see somebody on the side of the road that maybe needs help. Are you going to heed the call? Or are you going to stick to your routine? You see, many times we fight the calling of God in our lives because we're so comfortable and we like to stick to our routines. The only problem is, is that our routines are generally not fulfilling. God's calling in our life is very fulfilling. So life calls us to a routine. God calls us to a calling. The second thing this morning is we fail to get more out of life because we want the whole picture laid out before us and God is only going to show us the step in front of us. Now think about Peter as he's casting his net into the Sea of Galilee. And Jesus tells him, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Now take that thought just for a moment. Do you think when Jesus is telling Peter that and he's casting his nets out and Jesus says, I'll make you fishers of men, do you think Peter was thinking, wow, I'm going to be leading a church? Do you think he thought to himself that one day I'm going to preach on the day of Pentecost and 3,000 people are going to come to know the Lord? Do you think Peter thought that some of the things that he wrote would be called First and Second Peter, and they'd be in our Bible, and they would be read by people for 2,000 years after the point? Do you think if Peter thought, if I follow this man Jesus, I'm going to be remembered by people throughout the rest of history of the world? He didn't. He probably didn't think of any of that. The only thing that he knew was the next step was to follow Jesus. Peter, Andrew, James, and John were obviously looking for more out of life than fishing when God called them to be fishers of men. Now, they obviously didn't know what that meant. But it sounded a lot more fulfilling than where they were at in their life now. It sounded a little more appealing to them than catching fish. So understand that when God calls you to do something, most of the times you're not going to know how God has planned it. Nor is He going to let you in on His whole plan except for one step at a time. Nowhere in Scripture do I see Peter or any of, the, of those other three guys, Andrew, James, and John, asking Jesus, now how's this going to work? 
If they wanted to follow the call that Jesus was calling them to, they had to take a step. And just like the apostles, He calls us to be faithful in little steps so that He can entrust us with bigger steps. See, we're moving through this pretty quick. How many points do you think I have in this Scripture? Three? Did you see my notes? No? Yeah, I only have three points. I can do five, Mark, if you want me to. The third thing this morning is if we do not respond immediately to the calling of Jesus when we hear it in our heart, we will stick to our routine. Now there's a game that probably all of us have played. Rock, scissors, paper. How many have played it? How many are really good at it? Remember when you lost, you get the two fingers and you hit, see how red you can make the other person's arm? But anyway, that's for children's church next week. But um, <laughs> if you do that rock, scissors, paper, there are three ways that you can win, right? Now, if you do scissors, scissors are going to win if what? Somebody does paper. The rock's going to win if somebody uses scissors. And if you do paper, they're going to win if somebody does rock. Three different ways of winning, right? It depends on which combination. Well, when it comes to routine and calling, either one of those things can win. What it depends on is not the combination like rock, scissors, paper. It depends on your timing of your response. Routine is going to win out in your life if your response is not immediate. Calling will win out if your response is immediate. Now let me explain that a little bit. In our story, in our passage of Scripture, Peter and Andrew and James and John all joined up with Jesus. But look how they responded. To Peter and Andrew, Jesus said, Follow me and I will make you fishers of men. And what? they immediately left their nets and followed Him. To James and John, Jesus called them and immediately they left the boat and their father and followed Him. They didn't think about it. They didn't have to ask Alexa. They didn't have to ask Siri. They didn't have to text people or put it on Facebook and say, I want your response. How many of you think we should do this? Immediately, they went and followed Jesus. In the Gospel of Luke, chapter 14, there's a parable. It's the parable of the great banquet. And people were invited to this banquet. But some of them hesitated and made an excuse. And if you look at verse 16, starting with verse 16, it says, Then he said to him, A certain man gave a great supper and invited many and sent his servant at supper time to say that those who invited come for all things are now ready. But they all with one accord began to make excuses. The first said to him, I have bought a piece of ground and I must go and see it. I ask you to have me excused. And another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen and I'm going to test them. I ask you to have me excused. 
Still another said, I have married a wife and therefore I cannot come. <laughs> Maybe she wouldn't let him come, but I don't know. <laughs> but this is exactly the same thing that we do as many times we hesitate and we do not do the things that God wants us to do, that God has called us to do, and we make an excuse. And the result is, is we miss out on the abundant life that God has promised. So if you're looking for more out of life, we've got to push aside the routine that we get so accustomed to and we listen so when God knocks on our heart, we immediately follow the calling. I think we'd be amazed at how many times if we could just be still before the Lord and seek Him, that He'd probably break, break us out of some of our routine. See, today, you'll break out of your routine because the Broncos are on a bye. But how many have given up on them anyway, right? Except for Platte Valley. They did good yesterday. So. There's got to be more to life. And there is if we heed the calling that God has called us to. Next week we're going to take the topic of there has to be more to see. But I trust that if God is tugging at your heart and He's calling you to do something, and maybe He's calling you to Him. Maybe you've never given your heart and life to Him. He's calling you right now. And you can immediately make that choice to ask Him into your heart and life. So don't be so caught up in your routine. It's not, not, not such a bad thing. I think having coffee every morning is a good thing. And I think the more cups, the, more, the merrier you are. But don't let your routine prevent you from hearing God's call. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, this morning we just uh, thank You for Your Word. We, we pray that we are all receptive to Your calling in our life. And Lord, You know each one of our hearts. You know each, what's going on in our lives. And, and really, You know the routines that we do each and every day. And so Lord, I just pray that we can bring forth sensitive ears. And that Lord, when You have called us, that we will immediately follow You. Lord, I just pray also as we prepare our, our hearts for this time around the communion table, that Lord, we don't take it lightly. That we really realize maybe just a little bit more of all that You've done for us in dying on the cross for those sins. And then overcoming death with the resurrection and the new life that we have. And we thank You for that John 10.10 10, that You've come to give us life and to give it more abundantly. And so Lord, I just pray that each one of us, as we remember all that You've done for us through this, with the bread and the cup, that Lord, we can just be used by You and that we put our trust and our faith in You one step at a time. And this we pray, in Jesus' name we pray, Amen.